Hello, and welcome to the Spiritual Expansion and Ascension Podcast, your guide on this crazy spiritual journey with me, Melissa Fike. This podcast is for those who want to expand their consciousness and dive deep into the Great Awakening and the next paradigm shift. We'll be exploring all sorts of metaphysical and mystical topics, including timelines, parallel realities, the matrix, the quantum field, manifestation, aliens, the Akashic Records, and so much more. It's time to raise your vibe. I'm a little apprehensive to talk about the topic I'm going to be talking about today. And that is my ego warning me against um, people saying negative things about me. But my higher consciousness and my guides know better. And I trust them more than my egos need to try to keep me safe. Because today, we are going to talk about the ego. And we're also going to go deep into what's really happening with the ascension process, and all the crazy, crazy things that are happening in our world. And I have a very interesting and logical way of looking at it. But before we actually get into that episode, I want to just, again, talk to you about the multidimensional healing, raise your vibration, accelerate your ascension process program designed for spiritual seekers to accelerate their ascension process and transcend the lower energies so that you may live your purpose and be more in alignment with who you truly are and learn more about that in the show notes below. And even some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today, those are things that you want to transcend. So let's talk about (laughs) some of the crazy stuff that's happening in our world. Pandemic, riots, storming the Capitol, um, interesting situations. But I want to take this from a different perspective. This is the perspective of the higher consciousness versus the ego consciousness. Because most of us were brought up to think that we need to know this right from wrong, good from bad. Having the understanding of polarity was very important to keep us safe. It helped us understand that we would be safe if we followed what other people told us was right or wrong. And then as we got older, we still said, okay, that's good. That's bad. That's right. That's wrong. And it helped us feel like we had a place in this world or that we belonged in this world. But society and our family, what they were really trying to do was create separation, especially with other people or other groups, or maybe even what other people do or say or how they act. And this way, the ego could say, oh, I get it. I'm better than them. So I'm safer because I'm better. And this is the world of duality. And when you can say, I'm right, you're wrong, it makes us feel safer, or at least it makes the ego feel safer. The ego is the part of us that has evolved into wanting to make the body safe. That is the ego's only objective. So if it projects out to the world that it's right, I'm right, the ego's right, and you and your ego will feel more safe and feel like you belong. So this building of your ego 
it starts to make you feel more self-righteous. And even if you're not like, I'm so self-righteous, there's this underlying energy of righteousness. I'm smarter and better. Now, I'm not saying that you haven't evolved somewhat past that, but you want to look at this as a collective, as a human experience, because it will help you understand the aspect that is being created in this world. I have a point, I promise. So you start to feel more self-righteous and you thought your way is the best way and everyone else is wrong. And we all do this and we all do it in larger ways and smaller ways. I'm sure in your life you've thought, okay, let me just clean the kitchen or do the dishes. That way I know it will be done correctly. That's a sort of self-righteous way and you're making the other person's way wrong and your way right. And sometimes you may even beat yourself up saying, you're wrong. Oh, no, the inside you, Melissa, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're not doing this right. They say it should be this way. So why aren't you doing it that way? Or you may be really adamant that you're always right. And you have to argue to be right because that makes you feel better about yourself. And there's other little nuances to it. Basically, it's the duality of us versus them, right versus wrong. And this is what happens when different factions don't agree. It has to be this separate energy system. And this way you understand how you fit into the world. In other words, you fit in with these people in this group, and you don't fit in with those people in that group. And in order to have the ego feel stronger and more empowered, it will say, those people are bad, but my group is good. And that's how the ego keeps us in separation. The law of polarity We are sitting in the law of understanding that there's always dual energy, one polarity and the other polarity. And the ego takes that polarity and its projections and says, this is good, that's bad. And everyone does it unless they are completely enlightened and an ascended master, they sit in polarity. And the more that you understand that for yourself, it will help you be more aware and more compassionate and loving toward others. And this I'm better than you energy keeps you in duality. And there's no other way to look at this keeps you into duality. And when you're in duality, you're more in fear, you're more in hatred, you're more prone to blame others and not take personal responsibility for your own life. And this is because you were taught this from your family first, because your family wanted you to see them as the authority, and they wanted to keep you in their court. They wanted you to be part of the tribe. When we're part of a tribe, we are safer. And it happens in all sorts of institutions, political institutions, religious institutions, middle school, high school, you know what I mean. (laughs) So the leaders of this world want you to see yourself as separate from your brother. It happened during World War II with the Japanese when they said that the Japanese were bad and they put all these Japanese in labor camps 
And it's happening when we look at the racial differences in our world. And every other institution, every institution has its own unwritten rules around duality, right, wrong, good, bad. All of this can only come from the ego, the lower part of ourselves. And every time someone says that they are this way or that way, or that someone else isn't, they are coming from their egoic sense of self. And it builds the ego up. And what you're feeding, when you feed this part of your ego, you're feeding that lower sense of self, not your higher consciousness, your lower consciousness. I see the ego as a seven-year-old kid running around high on sugar with no real purpose or awareness of what it's doing or why it's doing it. Now, just take a moment and get that visual and really think about this. Your ego is a seven-year-old child crazy on sugar. And what it's doing really is it's just connected to your own programs that your family and institutions created for you within your subconscious. So basically everything you see in the duality of good, bad, or dualistic experiences stems from the young age of zero to seven. So your ego can't be in any really mature state of experience other than that seven-year-old child. Of course, many seven-year-old childs are very intelligent and adorable, but I'm talking about your ego and your ego's personality and experiences. So what does this mean for you as a spiritual person? It means that you are allowing your childhood issues and traumas and situations to rule your adult life. And look, we've all had so many traumas. I've worked with millions of people with their traumas, and I understand the depth of people's traumas. I really do. But we do have to take some accountability that we are no longer five years old. And how are we experiencing that as adults? So if you look at those in power, and I'm talking about all the people in power, heads of corporations, heads of religions, institutions, heads of states, heads of countries, leaders of all countries around the world, they are all trying to rule us and govern us from a place of their own egoic need of feeling safe and important. Even if they have really good intentions when they start out, they are still reacting and living from a place of duality, from a place of ego, from a place of a seven-year-old kid wanting its way and having little temper tantrums because it's not getting its way. I was a psych major in college and the priest that taught one of my psychology classes, he said that children, their motto is, I want what I want when I want it and I want it now. And that sounds like a lot of people who are in power. And that kind of sometimes sounds like us as well. So you have to understand that just because those people are in power doesn't mean that you don't have it too. You have to look at your own shadow through this. 
So no matter who's in office, who is running a corporation or a business or governments, they're all living from this place of duality. We're not really sure how to live otherwise unless you are a serious student on the spiritual path, because duality is hitting us in the face constantly. It's all over the place. And that's why even you will be caught up in, oh, that's good and that's bad. The ascension is all about moving from the duality into oneness. And your job as a spiritual seeker is to be more available to the oneness energy and see through all the BS of duality and the pain and suffering that duality causes. When the Buddha said we all suffer and in order to go beyond the suffering, we need to unattach to everything in our life. And that unattachment is what helps us feel more alignment with our higher consciousness. But that attachment comes from the attachment of the duality of this world. And attachment creates suffering. And when we see someone else as good or bad, we suffer because, oh, they're so bad and we're suffering inside because they're making us feel worse. And that suffering is painful and it's painful to watch. And it's really painful to watch and experience on such a global level. I know as an empath, I struggle with this feeling inside of loving everyone at times, but feeling so much pain and fear that can be even more overwhelming. So what I always try to do is recognize that if I'm seeing something in a duality, that is just my ego's perception that it's not real. Lately, what I've noticed, I've been feeling really off and weird. And this was after the whole craziness of the end of 2020 that kind of rocked my world. That's for sure. Probably everybody else's. That's what I've heard from other people. But lately, I was noticing that and I was feeling really weird uh, last Wednesday even. And I realized that energetically, I can feel people's pain and sorrow. And as an empath, I have to be very conscious. Now, I also recognize that if I move into any duality, that it's more about the separation the ego creates in order to feel good about itself and to feel safe, of course. And that separation comes from a place of my child self from my own traumas, my dealing with the world in a way of needing to see it in duality instead of oneness. And as soon as I feel the sorrow, pain, or fear, I actually go inside and ask if it's coming from me or am I sensing it from the world? Of course, I always ask that question because I want to look at my shadow. And most of the time it is from within us and we're projecting it out into the world. And as you know, I've personally been doing shadow work and introspection and self-realization work for 20, 30 years. And I do really deep healing work. Some of this stuff brought up some hidden grief that I hadn't seen before. And I knew it was mine. Even if you're in path, 
you do want to look to see if it's yours first instead of saying, oh, it's always coming from outside of myself because that's spiritual bypassing. Because empaths tend to have a lot of inner traumas and difficulties because that's what makes them an empath. They learned how to read the energy to keep themselves safe. In reality, the ego is creating your suffering because it sees the world as separate and everything around you as separate. That creates pain, sorrow, lower negative energies inside of yourself, your own suffering. And your traumas do that as well. But your ego takes those trauma and says, see, oh, look, that was like that. That's like this. You better run away. You better hide. You better fight back. You better fight back hard. And what's happening is you're living from your ego's voice from a seven-year-old kid. So what if you saw someone and you judge them as bad or negative? Maybe you can change that and start to feel love for them. And that would be different for your energy. It would change the frequency. Remember, love your enemies. But loving your enemies is very difficult because your ego wants you to see them as bad or someone that you should fight against or hate or whatever else it wants to tell you at the time to keep itself in the place of your savior because your ego's saving you from these bad people. But in reality, your ego is disconnecting you from your higher consciousness. It's disconnecting you from love. It's disconnecting you from your own desire to transform and transmute your world. If you can love someone that has done you wrong, then you're more in your higher consciousness and less in your ego's need to be right or fight against something outside of yourself, and less in duality and more in oneness. The ascension is about us moving into oneness, not into more duality. So what's happened in the world over the last, let's just say year at this point, but really it's been happening over the last four or five years. We're experiencing these lower energies of separation. It's hitting us in the face so hard. We need to see the ego and its ways and the separation and shadow self to clearly understand the duality and what we're trying to keep or what we're trying to let go of. So what are you trying to keep? Many of you want to keep your anger towards someone else or a situation, and many of you want oneness but keep on faltering backward into the life of duality. And that's going to be kind of our MO lately until we really clear our shadow energies and really see the ego for what it is. Now we're going to talk a little bit more about the controversial side of all of this. This is about what's happening through the pandemic, through needing to wear masks, people trying to control if we get vaccines or if we don't get vaccines, governments controlling how our businesses run, or if it's even open. All of these things are happening because the old energy of, let's say, our third chakra, our third chakra is all about fear, control, needing to feel safe. And in that chakra is where we've been 
for a long, long time. But what we're doing is we're moving into the heart, into the oneness, into love. But the old energy of duality and separation and fear and control, that energy is trying to pull us backward as much as it can to keep us in the old ways. And sometimes we have to have this push-pull energy to create a new cycle of experiences or new energy systems. And the old way fights to keep its way. And the new way is just evolving into it. That's already happening. But the old way is afraid. So it's keeping its reins really tight. And it's really trying to tame that wild horse of the spiritual expansion and the spiritual seekers. But hey, babe, we cannot be reined in. We are way too ready. And we came here for a purpose of this ascension. So we're doing it, whether you all want to keep us back or not. That's what we should be saying. Now in the US, some really interesting, crazy things have happened. But I'm going to help you understand from a different perspective. And this perspective is more about oneness and the ascension and less about what individual or even individual slash groups are trying to do to keep us entangled in the old energy. And that's what quantum entanglement does. It keeps us entangled. And every moment you choose duality, you're choosing to be entangled in old, lower frequencies. When you choose to be in oneness, then you become more entangled in the oneness. And I think that's where most of you want to be. Now we've placed certain people in office to be this catalyst of change. And I knew that right from the beginning, I was told this right from the beginning in the end of 2016, I think it was, I was told that there's a huge shift and change. This is the ascension we've been waiting for and things are going to hit the fan (laughs) and it's gonna be all over the place, but this is necessary for the change, for the movement of transformation from lower energies to higher energies, from ego sense to higher self understanding and wisdom, from lower chakras into love and expansion and oneness. I was also shown that a lot of things that have happened would never have happened if certain people weren't in office. Let's take the Black Lives Matter movement as an example. So the Black Lives Matter started in 2013. In 2015, I was living outside of Baltimore, and I always considered Baltimore my city because I was closer to Baltimore, and it was just a place we loved to go. And Baltimore is an amazing, great city. But in 2015, Freddie Gray was killed by a police officer. And then there were some riots and protests. And the Black Lives Matter movement really ramped up. But nothing really came of it. Yeah, there were some little pockets of protests back then, but nothing substantial. But then in 2020, the most beautiful thing happened. 
15 million to 26 million people participated in the Black Lives Matter movement with protests and really clear intention that we're not going to put up with us against them or that someone, anyone is a bad person if they have a certain color of skin or a certain nationality or religion is the way I look at this. It was one of the largest movements in history. And this is considered the um, George Floyd protest. This amazing movement of solidarity, of real heart-centered understanding that this is important for us to move into the next level of our ascension. We need to see everyone as one and stop seeing people as separate. And I understand the movement was really bigger than this. And it was more about the atrocities that have happened to our black community. But as a spiritual person, I see it a little bit differently. I see it as we will no longer tolerate separation in any way. And that to me is our movement into higher consciousness in oneness than separation and ego. How I saw it energetically and how my guides explained it was that this would have never happened if someone else was in office because the main person in the U.S. who was in office, he showed us our shadow in such a deep way. Like he is the shadow. He is the darkest shadow energy within us. And yeah, I mean, it sucks to think like, I am nothing like him. But what he's showing us is our shadow as a collective, because the ascension is moving into oneness. And we can't keep the shadow parts of ourselves as individuals and as a collective and ascend. So you can't keep the shadow parts of ourselves and move into oneness. It's not possible because the shadow is part of the egoic self. So it's showing up in a way that is making us see it clearly. And if we send hatred toward anyone or anger toward anyone, we're not seeing the beauty in the ability to see our shadow. Now, look, let's just be really honest here. I am not someone who supports the person who is currently in office in 2020. That is not my guy. But have you ever wondered what it would be like to be the most intuitive person in the room? Advancing your intuition is such an important part of your spiritual development. I'm so excited to share with you my new advanced psychic intuitive training. I've spent over 20 years helping spiritual seekers like you to discover and unlock their psychic abilities. My approach isn't just about developing psychic skills, but about aligning with your deepest spiritual truth and tapping into your divine wisdom that resides within you. I'm humbled and blessed to have taught thousands of students to accelerate their intuition. They've gained confidence, 
clarity, and a renewed sense of purpose. And you can too. So take this opportunity to live a more intuitive, enlightened life. You're ready for this, and I'm excited to support you on your spiritual journey. Go to melissafike.com slash psychic to sign up today. This isn't just a course. It's a path to awakening your true self. So let's walk this path together towards a life of wisdom, clarity, intuition, and spiritual growth. Just go to melissafike.com slash psychic, and I'll see you there. I do recognize how much he is the most shadowy shadow energy. And if I can see it in him, what in him is within me? And I've cleared a lot of that stuff for myself because I thought, wow, what a gift to see your shadow so blatant and so out there. (laughs) And no matter what side of the fence you are on with this, this is about your ascension process. And you're making the choice of seeing your shadow as the best thing in the world, or as something that you need to work on. There was another really big movement that happened in the last four, four and a half years. That is the Me Too movement. Now, technically, the Me Too movement started in 2006. And I did hear there, hear of people who went to a rally or something like that with the Me Too movement, but I didn't really even understand what it was. But in 2017 and 2018, this is when that movement became global. And it, there were marches all over the US and it became mainstream. There is no way the Me Too movement would have had any traction if a woman was in office. But the most sexist person that is outwardly sexist, really, he was in office and it struck a chord in the feminine collective consciousness. And we said as a collective, we are no longer going to be taken advantage of by men in power. And the Me Too movement moved us into a understanding that when things happen, we have to stand up and empower ourselves don't let these people take our power away. And that's the same thing with the Black Lives Matter. Don't let anyone in authority take your power away. Your sovereignty, your own self-awareness, because we are moving from a separation understanding into a collective. And me too means, yeah, that happened to me too. And when we're looking at this, we're seeing both of these large movements as a way to 
have compassion and understanding for others instead of seeing them as separate, having compassion. And a lot of men are starting to look at the Me Too movement and say, wow, I think I may have done something like that. And now I get it more than I did before. They're having more compassion and understanding. Someone who may have seen a black person and thought one thing seven years ago, thinks differently after the movement. And that is what the ascension is about. Moving from the place of separation into wholeness, into oneness. But sometimes it has to hit us in the face. We have to see it so clearly that there's no denying the lower energies, that there's no denying the shadow parts of ourselves. And I believe that these huge movements were the catalyst for us to say, wait a minute, what are we really as an energy? What are we really being? Who are we really being as a collective And it's moving us from lower energies into higher energies. Now, look, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen overnight. There's no way it can because we are transcending and transmuting these lower energies slowly because we're still living in space and time. We're still living in the projection of separation and the illusion that we are in a place of difficulty and struggle. All of these things are happening for a reason. It's to move us into the oneness energy and away from the separation, as I said before. The other thing that's not as big, but is also a really important movement is more tolerance toward the LGBT community. And I've seen that a lot in how people react and how embraced the community seems more than it ever was before. And again, this is happening because we're recognizing that if we see each other as separate, there's no way we can move into a place of love. Love comes from a place of wholeness, of oneness, not of separation. And it's also helping us see the parts of ourselves that we're afraid of or that we don't maybe like. And think about this as a white person, I'm going to be really honest. I don't know what it's like to be a black person. I don't get that. There's no way I could. But what I do know energetically is that I don't see them when I'm sitting in a place of oneness. I don't see that separation. I only see one and love, that we're all in this together. We're all in this crazy place. All of shit is definitely hitting the fan from all different angles. And we are the catalyst for the change. The more you sit in sovereignty, in love, in oneness, in compassion and understanding for the shadow, you are are the vibrational leader that will help make the change. And look, we will falter. We'll all falter in certain ways. And that's okay. Just bring yourself back and be aware and do your inner work. Of course, do your shadow work, study spirituality, study the understanding of disconnection 
and separation and suffering and work through your own suffering so that you can be more in alignment with your higher consciousness, right? And that's what enlightenment is, is really being in alignment and being and anchoring in your higher consciousness and being less involved and disconnected. That's your ego self and your ego is dissolving. It's going to happen. Ascension is about dissolving the lower parts of ourselves, which means dissolving the ego. We don't need to kill it off. We don't need to do that. We need to understand that we're moving from our ego, from our suffering into oneness. And sometimes, yes, things have to be rocked around. Things have to be punched and shifted. We're experiencing a global reconditioning of the from the ego self into the higher consciousness. And this may go on for a little while. But as a spiritual person, you actually have a lot more availability of change within and without, because you have a spiritual foundation, where many people don't, and you can help them understand it and help them in wherever they are, because everybody's where they are, right? There's no nothing wrong with where anyone is. If someone has a belief system that's different than you, there's nothing wrong with that, because seeing them as wrong makes you connected to duality and not to oneness. So I'm going to leave you with this. This week, what I want you to do is anytime you feel separate or angry or disconnected or in fear, I want you to just take a moment and take a couple deep, deep breaths through the heart and feel your heart expand and feel your heart expand. And I want you to sit in your heart and just say, if I felt love in this moment, how would it feel? And just allow your heart to open. The more you connect to love within, the more you'll see oneness and love without. Send you so much love. And if you loved this podcast, please share it with your friends, leave a review and subscribe. Have a great day.